and welcome to NSTA The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and pleased to be joined today by Doug Campbell, National Account Manager, School Bus, over at SafeFleet, and SafeFleet's a NSTA vendor partner member. So, Doug, welcome for, for the first time to NSTA The Bus Stop. Yeah, thank you, Kurt. Glad to be here. Great to talk with you. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, you know, as we get started, why don't you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about uh, State Fleet and what you guys do? Sure, sure. So, we've been supplying safety products to the school bus industry for about 38 years, and most of your audience will, will know us for our stop arms, our crossing arms, roof hatches, roof-mounted strobe lights, step treads, door mechanisms, all those safety-related products. And to emphasize that point, I guess, if you look at the C&D type production in the country today, we've got about six to 10 safety products on every single C&D type bus produced. So pretty deep in the, in the safety product business, if you will. You also know us, I think, for our Seon products. So these are the interior and exterior camera systems, the telematics, et cetera, from our Seon group out of Vancouver. That's also part of the Safe Fleet umbrella. And that's just the school bus side of it. So Safe Fleet as a company is actually much bigger than that. So we've got uh, 14 divisions around North America. We now have two in England as well. And of course, our site in Vancouver. And those 14 divisions represent about 25 best-in-class brands, if you will, like the Specialty brand, the Transpect Roof Hatch brand. So a lot of brands represented by Safe Fleet as a whole. But what it comes down to for Safe Fleet is we design manufacture, sell, install, and service smart safety solutions that not only improve productivity, but help reduce the risk of injury to pedestrians, passengers, and operators. So if you think about it, we try to unify sort of the best-in-class brands into one integrated safety platform for fleet vehicles of every type. So if you drive down the streets and you see a school bus, that's got our products on it. You see a transit bus, light rail, a food service truck, an ambulance, fire, police, a FedEx truck, even a waste garbage truck. All those fleet vehicles have our safety solutions or technologies on them. That's sort of that, the breadth of safety as a whole. Yeah, I'm just, uh, <laughs> Doug, I'm a little tired of you just talking about it, but you, you got your hands in a lot of thing and, things, and they're all uh, very much safety related, which is a very good thing for the industry. Now, uh, specifically for you as a national account manager, you know, what do you do in your role with SafeFleet? Well, so I've, been, I've been with SafeFleet uh, for about 18 years. I started out back when, when SafeFleet was just specialty manufacturing and transpect. Those are two kind of well-established industry brands that, that produce stop arms and cross-ups and hatches back in the 80s. So I've been working with, with this group for quite some time. Uh, I'm responsible now for all the uh, OEM dealer and distributor sales on the scuba side for the electromechanical devices uh, in all of North America. So people say, oh, do you have a territory? I said, yeah, th- th- North America. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's my current role. Uh, and of course, I do some work uh, with some of the industry organizations. Uh, I'm on a couple of different committees with the NASDAQ group. Of course, uh, I work with you all with NSDA uh, on the Government Relations Committee, on the MSP Committee, and co-chair on the safety competition. So I really enjoy my work with, with NSDA. 
Yeah, and we enjoy definitely having you and and the input that you give on, you know, those committees and those functions as well. This is, to me, the most interesting part of doing these podcasts. And it's, you know, we've had guests on, you know, I guess we're going on four years now with NSCA, the bus stop. And we find folks come from a variety of backgrounds, whether it's engineering, nursing, public relations, you, you know, so so varied. And then eventually something, there's some impetus that brings them into student transportation. So I'm curious to know what, you know, what's your story? How did you end up here, Doug? Wow. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll try to keep this simple. So I actually had a out of college. I went to college for political science and business management. The political science part of it is of no use today, but it's still fun to have. <laughs> uh, but after after college, uh, I actually had my own landscaping and design company. So I would design landscapes and stone walls on the coast of New England, the coast of Maine. And I did that for quite some years, you know, self-employed, enjoyed the outdoor work and physical labor, uh, but I had an injury and, and couldn't continue doing that. So I had to sell off my company. And started working for my brother-in-law, uh, which owned a floor matting company. You know, like you walk into a store and you wipe your feet in the floor mat. Well, they produced and sold mm-hmm. these floor mats. So I went to work selling floor mats, if you will, in all of New England. And then moved on to working with all the big retail chain stores, uh, like the Walmarts and Targets, on designing and developing um, flooring uh, for their stores. And, and did that for some time. And we were I was working with, I think it was Target at, at one point, and we we're doing some online bidding on some on some flooring products for them and came across an online bid for rubber floor matting for IC bus. And we thought, huh, it's flooring related. We can we could try to bid on this rubber flooring with IC bus. So so this retail flooring manufacturer that we were bid on a rubber flooring program uh, and we were we were awarded the business. So I got into uh, running that division as a bit of a startup, spent quite a few weeks in India uh, with a rubber flooring manufacturer, getting the product geared up and ready and meeting the spec of Navistar and started supplying uh, Navistar rubber flooring, I guess it was back in 2004. And that was my, my entrance into the school bus market. And so we spun off that division and, and I went with it and focused solely on the school bus flooring and step cut market. Um, where we were purchased by specialty manufacturing, which then morphed into Safely. So how's that for a Yeah, well, wow, that's a great, great, great story. A lot of twists and turns in there. And so let me just follow up with that thought briefly and to say, now, do you find after going through these different iterations that School Bus is your calling? Well, it is. It is for for lots of reasons. Again, I've, I've been at it for 18 years, so I think I've I think I've settled <laughs> into school bus <laughs> and, and and school bus safety. But you know, as you know, and this is preaching to the choir, there are so many interesting facets of the school bus industry, whether it's private contractor or government relations or manufacturing uh, or, or vendor supply, you know, OEM supply, um, and they're all a little bit different, and they're all filled with great people and and great um, opportunities, but all with a common goal, as you know, about about keeping kids safer and ha- helping save kids' lives. So it's that commonality, no matter which part of the market you're into, that really is is interesting and, and frankly meaningful. You know, we're not out there selling widgets to make your car go faster. We're helping save kids' lives, and that's yeah, it's something you could be proud of and talk about at a at a dinner party. And and you know, it's it's pretty cool, at least in my book. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, to get this back to the center, you know, you know, illegal passing in this country has reached an epidemic level. I mean, we see all the statistics, we know what's out there. Those of us in the industry, it was like the other day, um, you know, I called Alec and I said, oh, geez, I was just in a place where somebody passed a, you know, school bus with stop arm extended. You know, like now we're we're hypersensitive to it, but we see it so frequently. And in this case, Doug, it was interesting because there was no reason for it, because once they got around the bus, they were at a at a stoplight, not, you know, 100 feet away. So it, it, they're just, it just didn't make sense to me. Um, but, you know, we, we reached this level of, of epidemic of illegal passings. I understand Safe Fleet has recently released a technology to combat illegal, you know, school bus passings. What can you tell our listeners about this suite? Yeah, we, we call it our illegal passing technology suite. And, and really, it's, it's a culmination of several years of, of older technologies and brand new cutting edge technologies kind of folded into one package or one suite. And it, it's our most comprehensive offering to help reduce death and injuries related to the illegal passing of a stop school bus. So we, we can't really keep people from passing the bus, but we want to try mm-hmm. to do our best to keep kids safe and make sure they know a bus is there, the bus is stopped, and they can be passing the bus and then enforce proper behavior if they do pass the bus. So if we look at this illegal passing suite, we, we break it down into three steps and four primary products. So step one, the way we see it, is you want to improve visibility that the bus is stopping or is stopped. And we do that with two products. So one is our driver alert device. This is a, an LED sign mounted on the back door of the bus. And when the bus is slowing down, the amber lights are flashing. The LED sign spells out the words caution stopping, and it flashes it in LEDs. When the bus stops, the reds are on, stop arms deployed. It spells out the words, stop, do not pass. So you're giving the driver behind a literal message to stop, do not pass the bus. You're telling them what to do. So that's, that's one part of it. The other part of that, and working in conjunction with the driver alert device, is our new high visibility backlit stop arm. Stop arm. So this is taking our current composite stop arm, and it has two LED strobing lights, and it has a highly reflective decal on it. But we take the word stop and we backlight it from behind with bright LED lights. So you've now made the stop arm very visible and very bright. So now you've made drivers hopefully aware from the front and behind that the bus is stopped. And here's a bright, bright stop arm. And here's a sign behind the bus telling you to stop, do not pass. If you try to make them aware the bus is stopping or it stopped. That being said, people don't always pay attention to what they're doing and, and they're distracted, right. et cetera. So we have what we call for step two, our, our predictive stop arm. And, and this really um, is key to our whole program because it gives proactive notification of imminent danger to the student, giving them three seconds to respond. And I want to say that one more time because it gets so important, right? Proactive notification of imminent danger to the student giving them three seconds to respond. And we've had this technology out for about three and a half, four years. Um, We've got about a thousand buses in the field that have it today. And the way it essentially works is it's radar-based and predictive uh, analytic-based. And so there's two radars that are mounted below the stop arm towards the lower part of the bus on the side skirt, driver's side. So when the bus, and I'm gonna simplify this because there's more to it, but at a high level, 
the bus comes to a stop. The, the predicted stop arm is reading traffic both directions, a thousand feet, three lanes wide, and using the radar technology and the predictive analytics, it will then predict if a vehicle will legally pass the stop school bus. If it detects this, it will give a very loud audible warning to the student and the driver to stop, do not cross, or stop, get back. So there's a loudspeaker under the front of the bus, a loudspeaker underneath the side stairs of the bus, and it will shout at the student very loudly, stop, get back, or stop, do not cross. So you've now given direction, clear direction to the student to stay on the bus, stay on the curb, stay across the street, do not cross. And what's interesting is on the new e-buses that they're so quiet, that spoken word is even louder. It's even more startling, which is a good thing. You want to make sure you have the children's attention, but you've kept them out of harm's way. So the illegal pass may still happen, but no one is there to get hit. So it's that proactive notification to keep the child safe. And, and I've told the story and it's less credible now because my, my son's in college, but when he was riding the school bus, you know, if my son got hit by a car and the driver got a fine, my son still got hit. I don't want him to be hit in the first place. So I want to proactively keep him out of harm's way. So that's, that's the key is step two, making sure the child, the child is safe. Step three is enforcing proper driver behavior. So even though the path happened, everyone is safe, you still want to make sure that driver knows what he did is, is not allowable. So we have two high definition cameras, uh, one facing forward, one facing rear, that will capture the stop arm violation, download all the data and have it ready to be downloaded to the, to the bus garage when the bus gets back in, it'll flag the event automatically and you've captured the license plate, the car, the driver, and, and you have it, all the data ready for, ready for prosecution. So this way you've, you've done uh, the three steps, you've made sure people know the bus is stopping or stopped, you've made sure the child is, is out of harm's way and is staying put, and you've also then made sure the driver um, is, is um, you know, educated on proper behavior and what not to do via uh, the stop on violation enforcement. And so that's, that's what we look at as far as our legal passing technology suite. Now there's a couple of things that, that we add to that that are really kind of tried and true. And, and one of them is cross arms. So right, a cross arm is that aluminum rod, yellow rod on the front of the bus. When the bus stops, the, the cross arm goes out six feet and it forces the child to walk around the front of the rod so the driver has eye contact with the student at all times. So if the student ties their shoes, drops the pencil, that driver sees them. So it may not be tied to illegal passing, but it's still safety around the bus. You wanna make sure that child, no matter where he is around the bus, is safe. So crossing arm is it's simple, it's effective, it's affordable. It's out there on quite a few buses, but surprisingly, Kurt, it's only on it's only mandated in 27 states. And several of your contractor friends um, also put it on their buses, but it's always surprising to us why there isn't more use or more broad use of cross arm, because uh, it is so simple and effective and, and affordable. But that's what that's what it is. The other part that that is also effective for improving student safety around the bus is, is InView 360 system. So this is a 360 camera system uh, that stitches together all four sides of the bus and gives the driver a bird's eye view of what's happening around the bus. So even though the bus has stopped, the stop arm is deployed, the driver alert sign is on, the predictive stop arm is active, stop arm cameras are ready, the driver still needs a second pair of eyes to see what's on the right side of the bus, what's behind the bus. And it's always good for him to know, you know, what's the where around the entire bus 
So the 360 system does just that, gives them an extra set of eyes, and, and that can be helpful. Something else we've just developed uh, that is that is a little bit newer is a production detection or object sensing system. So this is where you have um, systems in place, sensors in place that will detect an object. So again, the bus has stopped, the loading and loading kids, the driver's looking to the right. He's, he's making sure the right side of the bus is clear, the back side of the bus is clear. Well, with the sensing system, the sensor may pick up something in the back corner of the bus. Well, that back corner of the bus, that view will show up on the monitor and show the driver, okay, you heard the buzzer, the sensor that something is there. The monitor goes and it shows you that view of the bus and you can see, oh, it's a garbage can that rolled in the into place or it's a, you know, a dog or it's a child. But it gives them that, that visual confirmation that something is there and you need to wait before you pull away from the stop. So even if we have the legal passing technology suite, we also want to make sure we're doing all we can to address student safety all around the bus. And these systems can work collectively as, as, as one system, if you will, right? Or as independent standalone systems. Um, whatever works out better for, you know, the district and for the drivers and, and um, whoever may be utilizing it. But we've looked at this as holistic as we can, holistically as we can. And these are the solutions we came up with to help address illegal passing and student safety all around the bus. If that all made sense to you. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Shows, uh, yeah, yeah, but a lot to unpack, but it just shows the depth, um, not only of, of knowledge, but also the, you know, the consideration that, you know, folks at the state fleet have, you know, put into this problem. Because I always say, you know, sometimes these these issues we run into are, are complex once you deconstruct them. And so there are no, no simple answers, because as you pointed out correctly, even if we look at, um, you know, enforcement action, uh, you know, against violators, the deed has been done already. And, and, and then we don't want that. So really, uh, enforcement action after the fact strictly serves only to uh, as a reminder to, to the to the violator like don't do that again and and to your point we want to prevent it in the in the first place we don't want the event to happen to begin with so yeah very challenging but yeah uh and and um you know very detailed explanation and i you know understood it uh you know perfectly um and i think our listeners will too a um, couple other things before, you know, before we uh, conclude the podcast. One is that I understand that the state fleet undertook a uh, survey study on illegal passing. Um, and if you guys did, what were the findings that you can share with us? Yeah, we, we've not done our own study for illegal passing. Um, we, we've relied on on the Kansas State NASA study that comes out every year that, okay. that gives the horrifying stats about you know ninety five thousand illegal passes. We we have again with the predictive stop arm in particular with with a thousand units in the field in use every day all day during school. Um, we we've done some some informal surveys uh, about effectivity and, and they've all been highly effective. They've all worked as intended. Um, they're all doing their job. And, and what's interesting, Kurt, and I think part of part of the challenge for us on getting the word out about how effective the predictive stop arm is, is that once it goes in the bus and it's in use, 
people, it's, it, it, I want to say out of sight, out of mind. It does its job quietly in the background, right? It's, it's working. It's effective. The students pay attention. And so people kind of forget that it's, that it's there because it's working. You know, it's like going to get in your car and turning the radio. It's there every day and it works. You just expect it to be there. So it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Um, but again, for us, it's, it's not enough. And I think part of our plea to the industry is that we need to do more now. Right. I mean, the tragedy in 2019 was, was just that. So what do we do collectively as industry to not wait for the next tragedy to get to get moving on this, to take action? You know, and this is a great topic to talk about. We all care about it. Um, it's been a very big conversation, as you know, you know, with NSBA and the whole industry and the time on Capitol Hill recently to talk about this and the work with NHTSA. Um, but we really need to start doing something about it sooner rather than later. I don't want to read in the paper that, you know, X amount of kids just got killed again from an illegal path where we've got the tools to avoid that um, and, and, right. and, you know, curtail that. So that's, that's part of our push is, is working with whomever to try to get something going sooner rather than later. You know, talking to contractors, can they do a pilot bus, you know, pilot run of, of 10 buses and then just, Let's keep on showing these different tools and not just talking about our, our tools. There's other tools out there that, that could be effective, but let's keep on getting the word out there that there are tools in all of our tool sets that could be utilized today, this summer, in time for next fall to help address this issue. And I think the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, what we're doing with NHTSA. Right? So um, NHTSA is studying these illegal passing technologies. So we've been working with them to give them data about the effectivity of the predictive stop arm. They're going to be studying the driver alert device, the backlit stop arm, you know, crossing arms, other lighting systems. So as you know, through the stop back, uh, they're studying all the various technologies and they're going through that study now. And we're trying to be um, helpful and cooperative with them as we can to give them as, as much data as possible. And that's a great study. I love that they're doing that. We can't wait for the results. The challenge we have is the results are 12 to 18 months out. And so right. what do we do in the interim? And I think as you're probably going to talk about here as well, you know, the, the bill that may be dropped soon or has already dropped on the Hill to work on the greater messaging, the, the enhanced public service announcement, the other PSA, if you will, um, that's mm -hmm. a great next step. But what else can we do as an industry? What, how do we get adoption out there sooner rather than later so we can prevent some of these deaths and injuries and, and, and not wait for 18 months? Um, so that, that gives us a bit of pause and some pain at night is, is we have these tools and they're not being utilized uh, as much as we think they should be at this point in time, at least. Yeah, and I think um, kind of um, woven into you know that statement is you know, do we wait to find out demographically, you know, who, you know, who the folks are that are passing these buses or do we act now and then fill in the blanks and, and, you know, target campaigns, uh, you know, cause to your point, you know, how much longer can we wait? So I think that as an industry, the challenge we have is like we can go out with some kind of messaging and, and continue to evolve you know, the message as, as we go along, instead of just waiting for studies to be conducted and concluded and then, and then going out there with the, the PSA messaging. Um, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, definitely a point worth, worth, you know, debating for sure. 
Well, and all this is, is kind of in our minds. I mean, we, we again, being a, a safety-based company, a technology-based company, we have a, a separate group called the Advanced Technology Group that does nothing but study technologies and, and advancing technologies to, to make, you know, kids and buses and vehicles safer. And, and so let's project ahead, you know, 10 years, 20 years, and there's V2V technology where, where the school bus is telling all the cars around it, it's stopping and, and makes them stop. That's great. That's, that's super cool, you know, George Jetson kind of stuff. Right. But that's not here yet. Yeah. So what do we do between now yeah. and next years, right? And, yeah. and that's, the, yeah. that's the gap we've got to bridge. So our challenge keeps on being great. We're going to be all about V2V when, when it's ready. But between now and then, we need to do something. Right. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Doug, a lot of great information on this podcast. If folks want to connect with you or learn more about Safely, where, where can they go to get that information? Yeah, www.safefleet.net. .com. All right, Sorry. there you have it. <laughs> all right, www.safefleet.com. And you can get all the information you need about Safely. Once again, our guest at NSDA, the bus stop, Doug Campbell, National Account Manager, School Bus, over at Safely. Hey, Doug, thanks for taking a couple minutes out of your schedule to meet with us on the podcast and looking forward to seeing you over in Pittsburgh this summer. Yes, thank you so much, Kurt. Really enjoyed it, and I appreciate the time.